0: Welcome to Mastering La Vida, your podcast review. I'm your host, Sue. You can now start following us on Instagram, hashtag Mastering Let us know what you think about the podcast. You guys can comment and also make suggestions for our next episodes. Welcome back to another episode of Mastering Vida. Today is a very special day. I am going to be interviewing my first guest. He is a military retiree currently under treatment for PTSD. But before I introduce him, I wanted to talk a little bit so we can understand what is PTSD. post traumatic Stress Disorder is a mental health condition that is triggered by a terrifying event It might occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event, such as a natural disaster, a serious accident, a terrorist act, war, combat, rape, or who have been treated with death, sexual violence, or serious injury. PTSD has been known by many names in the past, such as shell shock during the years of World War I and combat fatigue after World War II. But PTSD does not just happen to combat veterans. PTSD can occur in all people of any ethnicity, nationality, or culture, and at any age. One in every three veterans suffer from signature wounds such as traumatic brain injury. And what are the symptoms? Symptoms might include flashbacks, nightmares, and severe anxiety. They might feel sadness, fear, or anger, and they might feel detached or estranged from other people. Post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms might start within one month of a traumatic event, but sometimes symptoms might not appear until years later. These symptoms cause significant problems in social or work situations and in relationships. They can also interfere with your ability to go about your normal daily tasks. That being said, let me introduce you to my guest. His name is John Wayne Thomas. He is a U.S. retired surgeon first class currently living in Killeen, Texas. He has been through difficult situations in life and is currently going through treatments that are part of a research study funded by the Department of Defense of the United States for PTSD. Hi, John.
1: Hello, Sue. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Welcome to Mastering La Vida. I am so grateful to have you here.
1: It's good to be here.
0: Thank you for letting me interview you. This interview's only purpose is to explain how you are overcoming PTSD what has helped you, and how others who might be experiencing the same situation can also find the help that they need.
1: Okay. I'm ready to be interviewed, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you Um, so much. But one thing is, I live in Nolanville. It's just 15 minutes away from uh, Killeen, but uh, it's part of Bell County. It's uh, right here.
0: We're all in one. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's all one big community.
0: How are you feeling today? I feel pretty good. That's great. So let's start by asking you one of the first questions that I think that most of the people will be probably wanting to know. How do you find out that you had PTSD? Uh,
1: Well, I came back from Iraq in 2005 um, after my first deployment, which was in Saudi City, Iraq. And uh, we had to do reintegration training. And part of the reintegration training is you go through different stations. And one of them was... uh, Behavioral health, um, and part of the questionnaire is you fill out a whole bunch of questions, and I was identified as uh, having some some issues. So I had a follow up appointment, and once I went to my follow up appointment, that's when I was uh, diagnosed after multiple appointments uh, with a chronic PTSD.
0: So basically you needed to fill out information about how you were feeling and yes. they described that you were presenting certain problems with it. Correct. How long did it take for you to get help after you realized you were experiencing PTSD?
1: Well, there is a stigma in the military. Well, there was, I don't know if there still is, um, being retired for now, going on almost six years now that, uh, you know, you just didn't, you didn't go, uh, to be health. And, uh, It took me six years before I finally went. And I didn't want to go, but I was directed to go um, after I had a serious panic attack when I was stationed up in uh, Fort Richardson, Alaska. And uh, my first sergeant was like, you're going to go. And I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to look weak in front of my soldiers. I'm a leader. I'm a senior NCO. I'm not going to do it. He's like, no, you're going to go. And it happened to be the best thing that could have been done for me.
0: It was a big step for you to take that decision, realizing that everybody else was going to look at you differently.
1: It was a gigantic step. Yeah. It wasn't just huge. It was gigantic. I mean, it was like climbing the Empire State Building, like King Kong climbing that thing
0: do you feel good for you to do that
1: I, I felt good that he uh, at first no, you know I was defiant of course you know uh, because of that stigma but afterwards I found out um, once I got there that I really needed to be there because after the multiple uh, four back to back to back to back I said that right uh, deployments um, she had just the therapist said you know a hey, uh, you never had a break and your body your mind is just broken because you never, you, never, you never your mind never had a chance to uh, decompress, basically what it was is what she said. So
0: and process everything. Mm-hmm. What would you tell people that are experiencing something like what you're going through? How would you encourage them to go find that help?
1: Seek it. It's just like every mission. You know, when you go on a mission, you know, you're given an op order. If you're retired or if you're still on active duty, just get the help. You know that stigma from what I've seen most of the time now is it's it's not out there I mean there's even officers I mean there's journal officers that are coming out and saying hey I have a problem now your life's more important than your career especially if you have problems that's what I say just just get help because you're you only have one life
0: how do you find out about the program that you're taking
1: I found out about this program uh, through actually one of my old bosses um, his name is Alan Hahn, and uh, he was my battle major uh, in my deployment to Baghdad um, in OIF 910 uh, and he went through the program and he's like hey you know this program would be uh, pretty beneficial for you and I was like okay and at first I uh, I was not not having it. convinced yeah. I was not something else happened in my life um, and uh, I was like okay I'll give it a try and so I did and um, it's an amazing amazing study
0: there are two treatments that you're currently taking, or do you finish them?
1: I finished both of them, both treatments. And now let me just uh, interject right here. Um, I have uh, been diagnosed with an, an issue. Well, it's not an issue. It's a medical uh, terminology condition. for mm-hmm. condition for why I have um, a problem speaking. So I'll just put this out here right now. It's called a uh, word memory problem. It's a complex issue that is very frustrating to live with. Many people with combat-related PTSD struggle with concentration and attention issues. TBI, sleep difficulties, and other medical conditions can also contribute. There can be many causes for word-finding problems. So during this interview, I mean, if if you hear me struggling, this is another part of uh, the issue with uh, deploying uh, to a combat zone and having PTSD and TBI. Um, so, with that said, and I do get lost in thought at, at, at times, it's a, it's a continuing program that I'm still in. But I did finish two of the major uh, treatments. Treatments. Thank you. Which um, is probably going to lead into your next question. I'm sure.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the programs are TMS and CPT, right?
1: Right. And the TMS is the trans uh, magnetic stimulation. Yes, yeah, stimulation. Yeah, stimulation. Yeah. And the cognitive processing therapy. And, you know, and what I would do is um, I would refer you to uh, a, a Google search and the cognitive processing therapy by BetterHelp is very informative. I mean, it breaks it down and it will open your eyes to a lot, especially if you're going through PTSD. This therapy, cognitive uh, processing uh, therapy is just, it's, it's amazing. But that one that I said BetterHelp on, on, on Google is a great tool.
0: Do you experience any side effects after TMS and CPT?
1: No, I haven't. Not at all.
0: Not at all. Not so at all. To no, no. Like, side effects. Because you know when sometimes when you take medications, some medications can give you side effects. So right. with this treatment, you have- there's,
1: there's no medication that. with this treatment at all. The only thing, um, when they do the, uh, the TMS, I mean, you know, you get 1800 thumps on your frontal lobe. You know, I counted it. I was the only one to ever count. I was like, you sit there in a chair for 30 minutes and like, what else do I have to do? And so the, the technician is like, you're the first one that's ever done that. Um,
0: do you so. want to explain a little bit like how is the process when you arrive there and what exactly they do?
1: Sure. You know, obviously, especially now during COVID, you check in, you know, they take your temperature. The doctor, she'll come up and get me. I'll go down. What they do is uh, they sit you in a chair. Um, well, first, you know, they, well, you know, a little conversation. Then there's a, there'll be a questionnaire. You know, since your last appointment, they'll be like, "Have you a? Have you b? Have you like? Have you had any falls? Have you done this? Have you done that? You know, um, any major difficulties in your life, such as you know, a loss in your life or anything like that. You know, it's like there'll be like three different pages that they'll give you that you have to um, fill out, and then obviously. Um, With this, also is part of it is there's a urinalysis because you know they don't want people taking drugs, you know, and that's part of the questionnaire also. And if you are on certain medications, especially for the uh, the TMS, they don't want you taking certain medications because it can cause seizures. So I was on a certain medication, and I was told you know that I had to stop it, which I did. Um, because that medication would have uh, caused uh, seizures, and I didn't want to have seizures, mm. uh, obviously. So, um, but there's no medication that they give you. You sit down in a chair. They put a uh, like a, just like a a cap over your head. At first, you know, they'll, they put the cap, and they'll measure. They write. They'll put little arrows, you know, to make sure the fitting is uh, is done right, and then um, sit there, and they put the a magnet and then I got a clamp, and basically, it's almost like a uh, like a press. And uh, they tighten it up and you just sit there. And then the technician's like, you're ready? And you're like, yes or no. And at first, you know, I'll make a little comical. At first, I thought it was going to be like, you know, Magneto from x men Filling it. You know, I was (laughs) like, okay, no, I thought it was like, I was going to get this metal helmet, you know. (laughs) But that wasn't the case, you know. But, you know, um, but, uh, you know, they're very kind, great people. It's an amazing, amazing team that they have up there.
0: Do you feel um, so, the?
1: But you do feel the you thumps. Do feel the, you feel okay. eighteen hundred thumps. Wow. So yeah, and um, I would sing songs, you know, like you know, eighteen hundred bottles of beer on the wall, <laughs> you know, and, and count backwards, or I just imagine things, or I just start counting, or do whatever because you know it's um, it's twelve weeks of that right there, the TMS and twelve weeks of the um, CPT. CPT.
0: So you are driving to your appointments every week?
1: Every week.
0: And it is in Dallas, Texas?
1: Yes, in like, Dallas. Yes. It's like a
0: three-hour drive.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a drive. It's about, Well, it's, um, it is at UT Dallas. Well, it, it's actually, it's part of UT Dallas. Is what it is, and um, actually, I, I wrote it down so I w- wouldn't uh, mess it up. So it's it's at UT Dallas, and it's part of a. It's called the Collier Center, and it's UT uh, Southwestern. Um, they sister is what they do, and it's actually it's it's at a children's development center okay. for the uh, hearing impaired. Is what it is, and, and there's elderly people there also, but it's a different section because one of the things I did have a problem with was part of my PTSD. Um, Sue so is a uh, screaming kids. I could not be annoying. in it's, an environment yeah. with that. It's so stressful. It's very stressful. And I told her that. And she's like, okay, that was one of the things that they made sure that when I would check in, that they were right there right away to get me checked in and just take me out the way. Because there's two different ways you can go in the building. Okay. And so um, they were very, very... Um,
0: I'm glad my uh, children are not at home, right? now. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you have
1: very good kids. I, I love know.
0: So how long were your treatments? Were both of them done at the same time? Yes, they're back to back.
1: Uh, You'll do the, uh, first is the TMS. And then after that, you know, like, hey, you know, you want to take a break? And I'm like, not really. I just want to drink a water. You know, and then just get me right in there, you know, cause they have to work the schedule too, you know, because they have other ones also because of the drive also, because it's it's an all-day process. It's like, it takes about, if you think about it, it's like six hours, seven, eight hours out of my day that, because I'm leaving, let's just say a typical day for that is I leave about, if I have sometimes I would have an appointment at 830 in the morning, but let's, you know what, Sue, let's backtrack because okay. I, this is very important. Okay. I, would, I used to stay the night at a friend's house my old in mom, Dallas in Dallas but something came up and uh I realized something um about somebody uh, you know someone's uh, significant other if you would say okay okay and it just irritated me and it kept irritating me instead of ruining a friendship you know <laughs> I was like you know what I'm not I'm not going to stay there no more so I used to stay the night up there and I would just, you know, um go to my appointment. Because so early in the morning. Because yeah. yeah. they're 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. So what now what I was doing was I'd have to get up at like five o'clock in the morning. Well, you know, I go to the I go to the gym anyways you at box. four o'clock.
0: He <laughs> boxed
1: I box and I kickbox for uh, you know, just to get a lot of my uh frustration out and whatnot. And it's great for PTSD also, you know, to get a lot of that out. Um so then I'd do my workout and then i um obviously take a shower. No wanna go up there stinky. And then I go up there and um I do my treatment. And so it's an all-day process because it's a two and a half hour drive. It's just past the uh American Airlines arena is where okay. it's at. Um but with that downtown, said, right? Yeah, just yeah. past downtown. So you gotta think is my appointment's at eight o'clock in the morning or sometimes it'd be at ten o'clock, whatever it was. And I wouldn't get home till like five, six o'clock at night. It's so all it's an all yeah. day. So yeah, it's it's very long. So yeah. But Worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> That's good. So, so well worth it. And and most importantly, is it's about the, the team. I call it the team because it's a team, it's a teamwork. They have more than just one person. One person yeah. working at you see your therapist, you see um another therapist in between every you know, after one month or two months, then you see another therapist, and then you go over a 200 page questionnaire. So it's very lengthy and it's very informative.
0: So that drives me to my next question, which is like, not everybody is eligible for this program. As you were mentioning before, right. if you're taking certain medications, you are not allowed to join the program. But how can someone be eligible?
1: Uh, to be eligible for this uh, program, you have to be an OIF, OEF, or OND veteran who has been experienced combat and has suspects combat related PTSD and is from the age of 18 to age 60. For medication wise, they just ask you not to take your medication, okay. you know, to be off of it, which would be pretty hard for some. You got to think, you know, it just depends on what kind of medication you're taking if you're going to be able to cuz some people can't be off their medication. But I'll backtrack on one thing. When you get when you do your interview process, it's it's almost like an interview because it is Almost eight hours of a questionnaire
0: to make sure you to make are. sure that you're, okay. you know, to be
1: eligible for this program. And because they'll go over your medical, they go, I mean, they go all the way back to your childhood, back to your childhood mm. with this. Um, when I say that eligibility wise is they want to make sure that they don't want to put you in the TMS because of your medications. So if you can't come off that medication, then, you know, you can harm yourself or harm Sometimes. somebody else, but you can still do the cognitive part and you can do the EEG. So the there's MRI. still a way to help you. There's still a way to help yeah. you. They're not going to say, no, you're not eligible because yeah. you can't do, you can't do the TMS, okay. but they, they'll, they'll say Probably if you're eligible for both, both or okay. one. So, yeah.
0: That's very interesting and good to know, to let people know that they still can go there and try to get the help and then based on the questionnaires. And I'm pretty sure there's therapies and psychology and everybody involved.
1: Oh, yes. It's <laughs> a, there's a, there's a panel, yes. there's a panel that uh, will uh, look over your whole packet and they, it's almost like a voting basically. But they will go over your packet and say, yes, we deem him eligible or not eligible for this program.
0: John, are you going to have to repeat any treatments?
1: Um, I won't have to repeat the TMS or the CPT, um, but I am still in uh, this program right now because it is a actual, it's a 12-month study is actually what it is. I just did an EEG and I'll, I'm sure you have that written down because I did not write down actually what it is.
0: Yes, John, I did wrote it down. Electroencephalography or an electrocephalogram is a test that detects electrical activity in your brain using small metal d's. Those are the electrodes and they are attached into your scalp and then your brain cells will communicate via electro impulses. It has been shown to represent the microscopic activity of the surface layer of the brain underneath and it is typical non invasive with uh, electrodes placed along the scalp
1: and i just did one just a few weeks ago um, and then i'll have another one coming up in six months in august i have another appointment in august and then i'll have another one after that and then i um, be complete with the uh, with the actual program
0: so that actually is how they measure how they as a machine that they put in your brain to basically read.
1: Right. This it's actually it's almost like if you want to say like a hairnet, if you want to okay. say, we'll say uh, it has sensors. And then they give me like a little uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, controller. And then I'll have to view a screen and then they'll give me a scenario of like if push the button. when you see a dog and only when you see the dog. Oh, and then there'll be another scenario when you hear this sound, push it only when you hear this sound. Or, but they'll warn me like you might see like you know traumatic events from like you know you might hear sounds of you know bullets you know from when you were downrange and stuff like that. So, I mean, they'll make sure that they you know they, they let you know what's going on and they don't just throw you in the, scanning the
0: scanner basically yeah,
1: correct. Right, they don't just throw you at the wolves and say, "Hey, here you go, here's a remote, and just go for it." So they'll tell you each scenario. And there's seven different scenarios, five to seven scenarios that they'll go through. And it gets very frustrating um, at times. Um, and I've used a couple of French words, <laughs> <laughs> a few, and I try to be very uh, professional because, you know, my, one of my doctors, she's a, she's a lady. And so I try to be very professional because they're sitting behind me and I'm like, French fries, you know? So, but uh, yes. So Um,
0: you're done with your treatments and you you mentioned to me that they gave you some surveys that you needed to complete. Yes. And the the surveys um, basically are to make sure that the process or the treatments that you were taking are working. Yes. So it's kind of like the same questions you have.
1: It's the same questions basically like from... When you first do the first uh, interview, if you want to call it that, to see if you have had any changes to make sure there's, you know, they basically haven't been unwiring your brain because that's basically what they're trying to do there. This whole process is try to rewire your brain from PTSD. That's what this whole process is, this therapy is. And so they're. Mis- that's what these questionnaires are, or to make sure that they're not you know tinkering with some wires that you know can cross something and jar something that they don't want you know
0: well what jar. would be for your personal experience what's the change you seen since you started the trick uh
1: one of the biggest changes is is um uh, i can tolerate uh, screaming kids okay. a little more um i can stand in line um in places which i wasn't able to do before um go places that I wasn't able to go before.
0: For example. Um,
1: for example, um, crowded places. Um,
0: um, not that we're doing that so much. Yeah. We're <laughs> not really
1: doing it that much today, but um, because I did start this treatment, you know, during COVID. Yeah. Um, but once they started opening up places, um, like saying, going down to the outlets or going to the mall, okay. um, it was a little difficult for me. I would have to make sure that, you know, I was constantly on guard. That was one of the things that's was constantly on guard. I mean, I, I'm st- you know, or they would say hypervigilant. Okay. I mean, I never let my guard down, you know, I mean, it's just my nature, you know, I have to be but I mean, for But I years.
0: For people that doesn't know you mm-hmm. or don't know that you have a problem and I, I have known you for now. Almost three years, yes. and like I will never say that you had any problems. He is like the party <laughs> person. He's so happy and mm. always showing the best of you. Right. So um, someone that doesn't deeply know what you're going through might think that you are completely fine.
1: Right. And it's like I I say it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, I I, I wear my mask, but you know, you really don't know what's underneath. You know, somebody. Um, so just be kind, Yeah, you know, because you don't know what kind of day that person's having. What's going
0: on. That's good. I am very happy to hear that your treatment is doing really good and I hope that it it will continue that way. So that leads me to that same question. I started again. (laughs) So what about if you go through this again, do you, are you able to go back and say, I need more help?
1: Um, you know, I never asked that question, you know, um, but from my old boss um i've seen him change i've okay. seen i've seen him do a one eighty i mean he was just an arrogant okay he was and he's calmed down a lot um he has i mean he still has his i mean we still have our little human uh, parts. Our human yeah. quirks you know i mean it's just still there you can't fix everything you can't tinker with the brain. You just can't. It's, there's you can still things control there. Things,
0: right? Yes. You know, it's the same thing. I, I um, yeah. practice meditation, right. and it's the same thing. It's, it has helped me change. Mm-hmm. But some every now and then, the tiger yeah. wants to come out. Yeah,
1: the, the lioness <laughs> comes out. You know, it comes out, in yeah, mine and is a tiger. You know, <laughs> and mine is a gorilla. You know? <laughs> so yeah, but no, I mean. I'm sure like if I said, Hey, I, I need, you know, cause like when I was doing the uh, cognitive uh processing therapy, um, if I was having a problem with one of my assignments, cause they give you, they give you actual assignments. I forgot to um, add that, add yeah. that it's not, you just show up. I mean, they actually give you homework and that's no joke. I, I mean, like it's it. like, <laughs> yes. I mean, you got to write almost, you have to write in an essays um, and then they give you worksheets that basically, you know, um, that you have to do. And then the therapist will go over them with you. And it's, it is very, very, very detailed. And if I didn't get something, you know, they give you their number, you could call or whatnot. And um, I went to go and visit my mom. And I was like, man, they're gonna, how are they going to assign me something? You know, I'm going to go see my mom and everything. And I was like, they're, they're, they're crazy. I'm not going to do this. But they're not, no, you're going to have to do this. And I was like, well, it's part of the therapy. But they'll give you extra sessions. Like if you need help, they will give you extra sessions. During that uh, cognitive therapy process, they the doctor, she's, she's a hoot.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure because yeah. it's actually a study also that right. they're doing. So right. they want to find out if yeah. it's actually working if it's for actually working. the Correct. people who's taking it. So mm-hmm. are you currently taking any medications for depression or anxiety? or
1: I do. You yeah, know? I do. Um, I take um, for anxiety. I take uh, Valium um, and then I take uh, uh, Topamax. And Topamax, you know, it's... It's you know for my uh, PTSD, but if you look up TopiMax, it says it's for like headaches, it's for this, it's for that. But any drug, you know, I should say, legal drug or prescribed drug, can be used for different you know um, ailments, shall we say? Uh, and then I I also um, use Lunesta um, to help me sleep because if not, I can't sleep. Yeah. And also, I, I use um, a CPAP machine to help me sleep because if I don't take us if I don't take a sleeping pill, I can stay up for two days. Three days. The longest I've ever stayed up was three days. So I, I have to, I have to sleep. Obviously, we need to sleep. Sleep deprivation is not a good thing.
0: It's not. How does a good day and a bad day look for you?
1: A good day. I guess I didn't have to use my AK, as you know, you know, <laughs> as uh, the old song would say. But um, a good day is uh, got it make me think. Just going through the day, just thinking. trying not to think of you know the the bad things that happen you know down uh, during my during my deployments
0: is there anything you do on that on that day whenever you want to like okay i'm gonna have a good day today what else what is it exactly that you will try to do that day to make it good uh, is there anything
1: n- well um Honestly, no. To be honest with you, I mean, you just take, you know. But
0: you did go boxing.
1: I do, yeah. I'll get up, you know, and go boxing, kickboxing. That just starts my day. You know, that's that's my uh that's my zen, if you mm-hmm. want to say. Yeah. That's my zen. That's how I start my day, and then we'll see where it goes from there.
0: You feel like if you miss it a day, do you feel?
1: Oh yeah, I feel it. You feel Trust it. Trust me. Like I feel like I like, like oh, today's
0: today is not gonna go that good.
1: <laughs> uh, I should have went. Yeah. You know, I'm like, ah oh, if I didn't. I didn't feel it, there's times where, you know, which will probably lead me to your next question. If I don't feel it, I don't feel it. Yeah, It's a bad day. I'm not going to go because I'm not going to put nothing into it. Okay. You know, um, which I have a lot of bad days. More bad than good.
0: More bad than good. Mm
1: -hmm. But but the treatment
0: has helped you to have better days. But Better days.
1: Better days. But, you know, I have another, I have a a psychologist that I see here. And, you know, this, I'm not going to knock this this therapy because it is an amazing, it's amazing you know, but, um, we all have, you know, certain things that happen in our life, in our path, in our journey. And, um, one little thing can just wreck everything. And with that being said, every day is a hard day for me. And so, um, I wake up in the morning, something's on my mind and it's on my mind all through the day. So that thing that happened, you know, it, it's, it, it, if I didn't have PTSD from that, uh, combat. Yeah, from combat. Right. I mean, what happened? Um, I'd have PTSD from it also. So uh but uh um so every day is a struggle for me. Every day is.
0: So what keeps you going?
1: I have a family. I have another family. son. You know. Another thing is as I always say, you know, when uh question, ah do you feel like committing suicide? They always ask you that. A lot of them say. And I I look at 'em, you know, back in the day I would say yes, you know. But um, you have I, I just some say friends
0: uh, that, yeah, I've have had quite a few friends. I've yes. had
1: uh, quite a few friends that have taken their lives um, from the military, from the military that I deployed with, um, which is very sad. But when you, going back to what makes me, go, uh, what keeps me going is I want to hear the words of grandpa. You do, no time soon, <laughs> but if it happens, it's a blessing, it's a blessing from God, you know. But because uh, my oldest son's only 24, and so is his wife, so.
0: I do happen you know? to know him, and they are trying to create a beautiful family. Yes. yes.
1: So, yeah. So But, um, I mean, I'm ready, you know, but that's that's what I want to hear. That's what me and my wife want to hear. We want to hear those beautiful words, you know, grandpa, grandma. So, that's, that's what keeps us going.
0: That's great. That's a beautiful work. One you. day I'll hear it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, is there any message you would like to leave to your audience today? I know you have a quote. One life, leave it, love it, and cherish it.
1: That's right. Live Tomorrow it, love it, cherish it. You only got promising. one life. <laughs> yeah. Um, tomorrow's not promised. You know, that's something that I add to that, you know. And uh don't be afraid to get help. Fight the inner beast that's in you that says you don't oh, I don't need to get help. I don't need to get help. Get help. Active or not active, civilian, whatever, get help. Some people don't even know, uh, that they have certain issues or i want to say issues uh chronic uh medical um problems because there's no such thing as an issue you know Everybody you make is. it an issue yeah. if you want it so my message to you all would be to get help seek help because not can it only just save your life but it can save the life of others that's what i would say
0: thank you for being here again and How can people follow you? I know that based on your Instagram, Mm because I do follow you, you actually like to help a lot of people and try to share them up every day by letting them know that you're experiencing the same thing and you're there for them. So how can my listeners go and follow you and get involved with your life?
1: (laughs) Um, I have an Instagram page um, that I uh, do my messages on and it is, uh, let's see. It is the underscore Duke underscore 71.
0: And I will add that to the description of the podcast so people can see it as well. Right. Give you a shout
1: out through your DM. Daily message. I mean, I'm on there most of the time, but this is sometimes it's it's difficult for me when I have my days. uh, When I'm having a hard day, it is really hard. Um, And once you see, you get onto my page, you'll see um, what I'm talking about. Um, It's just hard for me to share what i'm talking about out there Um, but once you get on my page then you'll be able to see uh, what actually happened in my life so i wish you all good luck seek help and uh, it's out there you just have to you have to want it
0: thank you again for being here in the podcast and for letting
1: me interview you thank you sue for having me
0: If you have disturbing thoughts and feelings about a traumatic event for more than a month, if they are severe, or if you feel you're having trouble getting your life back under control, talk to your doctor or a mental health professional. Getting treatment as soon as possible can help prevent PTSD symptoms from getting worse. Thank you for listening to my first interview. I hope that some of John's experiences and all the information he shared with us can be helpful to you or anyone you know that might need it. When you have the privilege of changing someone's brain, you are not only changing his or her life, but you have the opportunity to change generations to come. And like John says, live it, love it, and cherish it. Until next time.